Good evening and welcome to uh, Politically Incorrect with your host for tonight, Andrew Schechter, for the 9th of March, 2023. Tonight's topic is World Economic Forum. I'm sorry, the World Economic Failure. I I knew I was going to do that. I knew, folks, I was going to do that. WEF, the World Economic Failure. I was thinking about that because I, uh, uh, I, I just made a really great uh, uh, saying for that. That's what they are. They're the world economic failure. And this has to do with the plans of world economics and of the failure across the, across the world. But world economic failure, WEF. I remember that when someone asks you what that stands for. That's, that's, that's our new terminology for it. Anyway, brought to you by eternalaffairsmedia.com, also known as EA Truth Media. Your host tonight is myself, Andrew Schechter, author of Dark Water, Game Over, two-time delegate for Donald Trump, the Republican National Convention. Should you feel led to plant a financial seed in our media ministry, please visit donate.eamedia.online or visit store.eamedia.online. Please help and keep the truth online. Hi, Joanne, Anna, Marilyn. Boy, we're getting a good crew here. And uh, what do we got here? That's a couple of messages real quick. Yeah, World Economic Forum is a failure. Exactly why, we, why I used that. So yeah, World Economic Failure. We're going to talk about individual failures and how we failed across the, across the board. So good evening, everybody. It's going to be a great night. We're going to base this on the book, The State of the Economy, The Failure of Healthcare in the U.S. I'm going to go over it again. It's a book I wrote in 2018 as a um, uh, publicity thing. Everybody that runs for Congress kind of a publicity stunt. That was my publicity book, four years of research and what's going on with the economy. And it's still true today. We'll stop for a moment and have a prayer, as we always do, to open up the night. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we pray. We pray now more than ever for the future of our world, for the future of our nation. We pray that you come back to us, that you come back to our nation, to our citizens, that they see the light because that was our failure, Lord, because you were aware in revelations of what was going to happen at the end times. And it's happening right now. Um, it's been said many years. I hate to even use that, but it's, I mean, everything's coming together. It really is. Um, spoke to a lot of great people, Lord, and, and, and uh, that are, that are, that are, that are beholden to you and and spread your word and they've shown the evidence of this coming in that you know disasters across the world that you know everything's coming coming to pass all at once volcanoes wet weather situations so we pray that you guide us in whatever your direction is and someday we will meet you and uh, be in your great glorious hands as long as we follow your word and your dictums i'll pray these things in your heavenly name O lord Amen. Our donors for this month are myself, Andy, one-time donors, Dave, Marcy, Bedlam, Crystal, Christine, Linda, David, Bruce, Charla, Gary, and patrons, Alicia and Dan. I emphasize that tonight because, you know, I run, the, I, I'm on this podcast. I make this thing happen every Thursday night, but I do donate to the media ministry of Eternal Affairs Media because it's a just and worthy cause and keeps the truth online and anybody else is welcome to of course you're always welcome to come to my podcast without giving anything but we do like to you know you can help us out we have a lot of media costs uh, um, and, uh, internet costs and such that we do need to need your support if you can help anyway best thing to do be here every thursday night and support the podcast for sure we do appreciate it and yeah i joined councilman andy there you go we, we have a really great a really great um show tonight and but the um yeah i decided i'm going to run for the council i and originally i thought i had no chance to win but then <laughs> these these the idiots on the council decided to get rid of one of our major fire companies they had all the fire police and there was a great article i was going to write a 
write a um, an editorial. And I'm actually I actually joined the fire department. I joined the uh, the rogue fire department that now is like a it's like a, a part of a fleet that's that has you know it's, it's driven off in the other direction, so to speak. Um, but I joined them to try to help get back you know at the council and, and get our fire department back. So it's pretty cool. They um, they had an article in the paper. They fire chief. I don't know who who brought it up, but they had an article that said. Uh, Police are, you know, they, they, we have a, a shortage of fire police, and the chief says yes, it's because the uh, the the um, uh, eagle hose was was uh, broken off of the of the borough, and that led me into the wonderful thing uh, uh, that you know that was that was the the, the key right there, and, I, and I, I hit on that so hard. I go, yeah, uh, no duh, you know, at least I said at least the fire chief admits that he's the cause of the problem, and it's funny because one of the councilmen had voted to get rid of the fire department was asking about fire police. He asked the chief, he said, I need some fire police for an event. And the guy said, we don't have any. They were all in the other fire company. Now, they, this is how this is how society works today. I said, you know what? This is going to be how we win this election. We're going to get at least two people in there because they got rid of a resource that was so important to our community. And they're doing this all across the country. If they're insane, people don't think is the problem anymore. So we're going to start. Now, I'm going to go, go over this book for a couple of you latecomers as well. Um, and, and, and it's a book I wrote in 2018. It's a little skinny thing, on, but I, it's four years of research of raw data from the, from the United States, Canada, um, and Europe, and, and Great Britain um, called The State of the Economy. State of the Economy, the Failure of Healthcare in the U.S. Now, the two go hand in hand. My big thing was that I'm, my, my big push, the reason I was running for Congress and may yet run again, is that, that I think healthcare has failed us. And it got worse when um uh barack obama came in and put in that quote affordable un the unaffordable affordable health care act um and in fact i did a live presentation this is a, this was the companion book to the state of the u.s economy which i did a presentation during my my run for congress so there's a lot of things i want to start i'm going to start off and i'm going to tell you where the problems are see the problem now I, this goes hand in hand I wish I had a 24-hour show. There's so much. There's so much in any one of these shows. I'll try to condense this though. Now, I bought this book for a grand total of a dollar, two thousand pages long, on the on the 20th century. It's an entire compendium of the 20th century. It's got all kinds of stuff. It's got all the news articles. It's got all the dates. It's got. It's a phenomenal book. I'm up to page 260 or 275. I think it's up to 1920. I've come to the conclusion that. We we go in twenty year cycles. Do you know that there was a, I'm going to call it a Black Lives Matter pro, uh, protest in 1920. There was one in 1901, and there was an, and there's some others that, that went along. And it's the exact same thing: the riots in Chicago, Detroit. I mean, it's history over and over and over again, and no one sees this. It's absolutely insane. Yet, see, exact same. If you took the, if you took this book from 1920. And you took all those headlines and printed them out in the newspaper right now, just change the names in them. You would have that. You would have a, a valid newspaper uh, with all valid facts in it because nothing has changed, folks. That's the problem. But what has changed is the way we we run the economy. And Joe Biden with his six trillion dollar budget, which <laughs> thankfully even he admits it won't pass. It, it you know what? Come on, guys. Pre-K kinder pre-K. Uh, pre-kindergarten for for every 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 kid in the, in the country. I I'm sorry, no, no, stop. 
You know, stop. This is the problem. You can't keep putting these things across the board that affect tens of millions of people across the country. You can't do it. You're going to kill the country. You're going to kill the people. Oh, we're going to bit we're going to we're going to up the taxes on the rich. We're going to up the taxes on the rich and and the well and the corporations. Well, they up the taxes on the corporation, they're going to up the ta- the cost of the products on us. You can't do it, folks. You can't do it. You know, yeah, groomed to, to that history doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, it's really scary. This book is what was worth reading. We're gonna have a lot of podcast fodder from this from this huge book. So, the problem. So I'm gonna start out with a with a with with a synopsis. The problem started when the welfare system started. It started with a, with the New Deal, FDR's New Deal back in the 30s, and then it, and it, it got exacerbated, you know, in the 1970s. And and six and sixties, seventies, and eighties, when we got all you know all the uh, social, the, we got social security, we got Medicare, we got all this other garbage that comes in, and all this free stuff being given away. But folks, the free stuff encourages people not to work. People don't work, then there's no one that can pay the bills. Who's going to pay for all this pyramid scheme? Used to work, you know, it worked up until nineteen seventy. Everything worked until, you know, Richard Nixon took us off of the international gold gold standard of, of trade and 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 then and then and then was we implemented medicare and all this other garbage now folks i a hundred percent believe in helping the poor helping helping the elderly especially the senior citizens i you know i i i i like i believe in in you know medicare and social security if it works right it really isn't working right right now but um <laughs> So yeah, there you go. You're putting uh, Eric. I'm I'm uh, uh, making history by putting this podcast uh, together, and you know, thirty or fifty years from now, somebody can be actually listening to the episode. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's a lot of things have come back to haunt me, but I, I try to keep them real and, and legit. Uh, but in fact, my wife had said that the editorial I wrote was libelous. And I said, "What's libelous about telling the truth? You know, if you tell the truth, you're not going to be libel. You're not you're not libelous." But anyway, get back on a, on, on track. So. The problem is not Medicare. The problem is not Social Security. The plans would work. The problem is that suddenly the liberal side and the people that are pacifists and, and, and say, you we got to give everybody everything. It's Medicaid that's killing it. Medicaid, first of all, Medicaid should be Medicare. They should get rid of Medicaid. It should be replaced with Medicare. And that Medicare should give the benefits of Medicaid if you want to do it for the for the senior citizen and get rid of Medicaid, Medicaid completely. You know, in the, back in the day, it was the churches and, and the community groups that helped the poor that if they needed had hospital bills. It was the hospitals were running as nonprofits that would absorb the costs for those who couldn't afford it. And, and, and it worked. It worked for 150 years, folks. It worked for 150 years. The problem is when you take a working program and give it to somebody that doesn't deserve it, as soon as you give free cash and you give free free pre-K so that you, people can stay home and do nothing. As soon as you give free stuff to everybody that they don't have to go out to work, now you're screwed. You just screwed the whole economy. Because everybody's not working, who's paying the bills? Who's paying for Medicare? Who's paying for Medicaid? Who's paying for Social Security? It, the other one is Social Security disability. So I understand you get disabled. You don't have money. I get it. And it sucks to be you. You know, come on. You know, we never had it before. Now, we're going we're gonna to look at some interesting facts here. This is the cool part. And there's going to be some people who get really 
torqued off, tor torqued off at, at my, some of my things here. But some of the issues that, that crop up, the biggest issue, I, let, let, me, let me run back to Karl Marx for a minute. Karl Marx is one of my favorite human beings. This guy was smart. I mean, he was talking about Marxism and communism and how capitalism sucks. And he was smart. He was really intelligent. So I'm going to go over this and I'm going to, and I'm going to step back to tell you where the problem started besides Medicaid and all these other things. So Karl Marx, modern industry has converted the little workshop of the patriarchal master into the great factory of the industrial capitalist. Masses of laborers crowded into the factory organized like soldiers, all as privates of the industrial army. They are placed under the command of a perfect hierarchy of officers and sergeants. Not only are they slaves of the capitalist class and of the capitalist state, they are daily and hourly enslaved by the machine, by the overlooker, and above all, by the individual capitalist manufacturer himself. Now, here comes the important parts coming up. This more openly, the more openly this disposition proclaims gain to be its end as its aim, the more petty, the more hateful, and the more embittering it is. This, the less skill and exertion of strength implied in manual labor, in other words, the more modern industry becomes developed, the more the labor of men is superseded by that of women. I want to emphasize that. The more the labor of men is superseded by women. And this was back in the early 1900s. Marx was writing this. Differences of age and sex have no longer any distinctive social validity for the working class. All are instruments of labor more or less expensive to use according to their age and sex. This was in the early 1900s. So true. And I'm going to come back to that. It's so, so important. And of course, it says that no sooner is the exploitation of the laborer by the manufacturer so far at, the, at an end that he receives his wages in cash. Then all of a sudden he is set upon by the other portions of the capitalist, the landlord, the shopkeeper, the pawnbroker, etc. I want you to emphasize the differences of age and sex have no longer a distinctive social validity. And again, more or less expensive to use according to their sex and age. Hold that thought, because then we're going to jump back and get into the meat of this show tonight. But we first have to promote our great friend um, for MyPillow. Uh, one of our sponsors, of course, uh, is Mike Lindell. Been, been, been pushing for the rights and for the citizens of the United States of America for fair elections ever since the 20. Uh, 20 uh, election uh, scheme. Um, we partnered, of course, with MyPillow. If you like, you can use our promo code ETERNAL, very easy, ETERNAL, or check out at MyPillow.com, and that's MyPillow.com to receive a great discount, or you can call 800-795-5993. Again, that's 800-795-5993. Please do support our podcast, support our ministry, um, and please do... Uh, um, uh, check out the website, my, uh, mypillow.com. Lots of great stuff, not just pillows. And like really great sponsor for our show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to that. That's very important. Okay, now, so you heard about the sexes that, and, and, and let, let's look at the, let's look at the problems. Everything's going along, you know, and, and if you look at these, if you read this old stuff in these old newspapers and news articles, it's all man, 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 I'm a man, I'm a man, you're nothing, I'm a man, I'm a white man, you're nothing, you're, I'm a white man, you're nothing. And they're, they're true. I mean, I can see the liberals, you know, going down on us. And when I was a kid, you've heard this story before many times when I was a kid, I was, 
100 percent for the to blacks we were living near the city and the blacks would ride the bus and they always ride on the back of the bus and i felt sorry for them used to sit with them so i understand the situation with that but the problem is that the society works when there's one wage earner per household whether it's a single person see you got single people even male and female you got single people that run households they they live by themselves you've got two people now in a house and if both the man and the woman are working now you've got a problem because the capitalists base the money they want to make they 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 they, they set a budget so your electric company the, the 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 walmart all these companies they set a budget and they say we are going to make this much money next year and they have stockholders and, and if no stockholders they've got executives that demand that that budget be met because they want their money. Now, what happens is that they they base their budget on the possibility of selling product and how much money they can make. And they base that on household statistics. So it's based on, uh, hi, Zig. Hi, Zig. Sorry, I missed your show today, Tuesday, I guess it was. Um, they base it on the household income. You'll see these statistics if you look on the internet. Um, and, and look at business reports and stuff like that. They base it on household income. So when you have a one one earner, you got one man working, and nobody else. The women are you know barefoot and pregnant, in home taking care of the kids and all that. Hey, it works. Look, the kids get get great attention. The cats get great attention. My in my family when I was a kid, the cat was smart. The cat was really really sharp. Yeah, and Ziggy, Ziggy, make sure you send me that, that, that like I do. I send you those things. Send me the reminders because I'm 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 like airhead. Um, anyway. I'm sorry to interrupt, guys, gals. Um, anyway, my cats were smarter than my kids are now because my wife was with these cats all day long. Or my wife, my mother, rather, was with these cats all day long. And she was sitting, she would train these cats. I mean, the one of them brought the paper in, the other one crossed the kids at the school bus stop. It was so cool. You can't do that anymore because now the wife's got to go out to work. You know, even the kids got to go out to work anymore. The kids want something. They got to go out to work and or they got to go out and make some money some other way, you know, robbing a bank, whatever they do these days in the big in the inner city. So the problem becomes, number one, women in the workforce. That's one, one of my one of my chapter three women in the workforce um, for late arrivals. We're talking about the economy. We're talking about the you know, World Economic Forum and, and, and its, its ide ideologies for the world, and how they base everything on household income. And it's based on a book I wrote in 2018, State of the Economy, the Failure of Healthcare in the U.S., uh, very compact and with lots of information in it. But if women in the workforce, women in the workforce started the problem. Sorry, women out there, apologize. But now suddenly when the women work, they want equal pay. Now you've got two house, two earner households. So that has two problems with that. Number one, the kids get no attention. That's why they want this pre-K crap for free for the whole work, for the whole country. Um, that, you know, I'm not paying for it. I don't care. I'm not paying for it. I will burn down every, well, I shouldn't say that. I I will go and I will petition the Congress and tell them to get rid of that crap. <clears throat> Got to be a politically correct these days. I didn't say anything here. I, I get very frustrated. Yeah, I, I think you can understand that. But I'm not paying for some other kid to, to to sit idle in some in some facility that I'm paying for so that the mother can go to work. You know, and, and that's the problem. It's a catch twenty two because the capitalists say you got a two worker household now. Both people got to work or you can't afford your household. And, you, and then you've got to have this kid go. What do you do with a kid? If you stay home, you got to pay for, if you go to work, you got to pay for daycare. If you stay home, you you, you can't work. And, then, and now you got, you can't pay your bills because they're expecting two people to work in the house. 
So the problem number one was women in the workforce. Number one, you got two two work two uh, people working, and the capitalists want all that money. And I'm sorry, libertarians, I I I disagree with capitalism and free market. Be, be free market works. Capitalism doesn't. It's two different things. Free market is great. Capitalism sucks. Okay, now minorities in the workforce. So for the longest time. The um, minorities, whether it was the Chinese originally or the Irish or the, um, the, the you know, the, the, the people of color, the, the, the um, uh, Hispanics and, and whatever the, from, from other countries, uh, Irene, Muslims, whatever it is, anybody that was considered a minority. And it, it varied from as time goes on, the minorities change. Originally, it was the Irish and the Italians. They were the, they were considered the bottom of the barrel. And. They suddenly said, we're equal and we're working. And the blacks came in and suddenly started working jobs away as well. And the capitalists looked at it and said, here's more money we can steal. We can steal from, 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 the, from, the, from, the, from the people of color. We can steal from the minorities. We can steal from the inner city who has all those people. And again, it's right that they work, but it's wrong that the, that the capitalist society steals from us because of that. They raise the prices. They, raise, they, they, they change what, what's sold and, and marketed based on that. Now, the other thing that's happened recently is that is technology, because technology has taken over almost every job in the market. These days, you've got this new artificial intelligence. You don't even have to write your a report. You don't even, I don't even write books anymore. I can use artificial intelligence to write my books. Not that I wouldn't do that because I don't like the way they write them, but you could. It takes away. Look at that. You, there's no nobody working the, the checkouts. Uh, well, here, here, here's what I get. And I don't say there's nobody. There's a couple people that, sit, that have to sit at these self-checkout things just to make sure that they don't break. So why don't you just have them checking the damn stuff out? I mean, seriously, if they're going to stand there watching what you do, why don't they just go then put them through the register themselves? That's stupid or what? All right, I'm going to get off my high horse here on that. And now you've also got an aging population. During the baby boom, what happened is uh, you know, we, we lost a ton of people in, in World War One and then World War Two, And the people that stayed home, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden the... Um, um, when the ones came back from war, there was all these women. And they're like, "Wow!" And look at that. And it's fewer men. And, and all of a sudden, they all got together. And suddenly, they had nothing better to do. And they and they made babies, basically. And all that huge population is coming of age now. And those aged people are no longer working. They're no longer working. And the capitalists don't even, even though they get social security, they've got maybe a pension. If they're not working, the corporations look and say they're not working. We don't care about them. We want them dead. We want to give them mrna vaccines and kill them off because that'll make them choke and gag and then they'll, they'll die horribly because they're costing us money they call them eaters they really do the world health organization calls the elderly that aren't working or or incapacitated or ill they call them the eaters because all they do is take money from the government and eat and you know they, they serve no useful purpose so i'm going to have a comment here i like this comment eric post comment speaking of political incorrectness the, the thing donald trump matt gets uh, Lauren Bobbert and Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene, John Kennedy, uh, and Josh Hawley have in common is what they call what do you call firebrands. We need more firebrand types. I yeah, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh my God, carrying that balloon. Oh, oh, that was just that was just a, that was just so beautiful. I mean that that balloon represented everything I believe in. It was just absolutely perfect. All right. Anyway, some random thoughts. So we're gonna have some random thoughts here. We're gonna go over a little bit today. So hang in there, folks. We're gonna be about uh 35 or 40 uh 10 35 or 40 if you can hang in there because we've got a lot to cover tonight um all right 
Yeah, how was she mocked Biden for that? It was just so beautiful to see her walk jo jostling down the, the hall with that with that with that with that white balloon. Oh my God, I would have loved to have been there. She's just the nicest, one wonderful person in the world. All right, some random thoughts. The other issues that that are causing the problems we have today. Um, there's a dropping of the gold standard. Um, in 1933, FDR dropped the gold standard for national or private individuals. And in 1971, Richard Nixon abruptly ended the practice to stop dollar flush foreigners from sapping U.S. gold reserves. So there was no more gold transfer in 71. And that's the same time they brought in all these, all these uh, entitlement programs that we can't afford. You know, taxation, the tax decreases as population goes down, as people are entitled so they're not working, the population goes down. Uh, laws and mandates that, that that cause these problems. And so many laws. We had very few laws when I was growing up. And, you know, it's, it's just absolutely, and Carl Lake, and uh, Carrie Lake, right? That's another one. Um, but yeah, laws and mandates, uh, uh, rules to keep, you know, wastewater clean sound good, but they're unfunded. Now, suddenly those costs are passed down to consumer as rate increases. You know, in in Luzerne County, which is right next to, to Columbia County, where I live, they imposed a significant rain tax. Now, it doesn't sound huge. It's going to cost you $15 a year or $20 a year, but it's a per acre charge. So when you look at the farm, now that farm is paying a million dollars in rain tax. The rain tax is supposed to take care of these laws so that Chesapeake Bay doesn't become corrupt. I get it, but you know, you don't put in laws and not pay for them. You can't fund them, you can't make that a law. You know, it's, it's nice to have green energy, but if you can't fund it and you don't have the money, you, you you know, don't do it. You can't do it. You know, new technologies are all paying for the new technologies, and all of a sudden, you know, you're notice that the new, new technologies cause everything to go up. First, a car is a thousand dollars, then a car is ten thousand. Now, cars are almost a hundred thousand dollars. The cars cost more than I paid for my house. Because of all the crap they got in, all the technology, useless technology that you don't need. Then that's what I said, Joanne, since, the, since Nixon took us off that gold standard, that was a big one. That limited how much money could flow through hands. Inflation. Inflation keeps going up, but, and wages never go up to meet it. It's one step forward, two steps backwards. We have our public assistance already. Um, and now, now with the, with the, with the um, Obama crap, with his, with his, uh, uh, healthcare thing that the part-time employment is encouraged. You know, they, they, they lower the part-time employment because they want to get people on this stupid health plan. So now you got part-time employment, lower wages and no, and no health care because you can't afford the Obamacare. Because the problem is you got to, you have to have a part-time employee that's working, say at a grocery store, like my wife, and they're making you know, eight, $9 an hour. If they're single and on welfare, that's fine. That's what they want. They only care about people that are single and on welfare and chewing off the system. They're voting for these stupid plants and these stupid liberals. They don't care about people. If you have a, my wife, I work, I make good money. My wife works at a grocery store for, you know, to get some money. She couldn't afford to get health care because they took it away from her. She wanted to go on Obamacare, would it cost $1,000 a year? And, you know, almost as much, well, more than that, it would cost as much as she earned in, in her salary to pay for the stupid health care. And then she was being penalized for it besides that before they got rid of that. And the shadow economy is another big one. We have one of the hugest shadow economies if you're not familiar with the shadow economy it's one of the reasons that crack down on cryptocurrency shadow currency is everything illicit primarily it's things like the drug trade it's the human trafficking it's the drug the, the the shadow economy is stuff that's not on the books and no matter how hard they try when they try to get it on the books what happens is it screws the little guy over like the 600 hundred dollar 
uh, limit on when you when you sell your couch on eBay, and suddenly you're you got to pay taxes on it because you don't remember what the hell you paid for the couch 20 years ago. And yet the Democrats love that. Oh yeah, you should pay your taxes, pay your fair share of taxes. Okay, I'll, I'll give them the twenty thousand dollars was a bit high even for today. That was used to be the former limit, the minimum where you have to pay taxes on it, where you have to physically report taxes. But I mean, make it ten thousand. You know, make it something that's reasonable for the for the average uh, American. So now I'm going to back off for a minute. We're going to talk one last topic for the night here. We're going to talk. We're going to shoot on to healthcare because I've always talked about this before. Why healthcare is so expensive and why the um, you know why why you we, we're in the situation we're in right now. So we're we're talking. We're looking at unite at the, at the UK. The UK used to have a, um, uh, a the Royal Commission uh, had into the operation of the Poor Laws in 1832. Now here's what they found out. This is essentially uh, the like the Medicare Medicaid like the plans we've got now says that they found that the old poor law, which is part of the English poor laws, was subject to a widespread. Now, listen to this. They, they knew this in 1832. The old poor law, which basically was like our Medicare and Medicaid and all this other crap we give the poor. The old poor law was subject to widespread abuse and promoted squalor, idleness and criminality in its recipients compared to those who received private charity. Accordingly, the qualifications for receiving aid were tightened up, forcing many recipients to either turn to private charity or accept employment. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about history, folks? You got to read history. They, they do. I, uh, hi, Lizzie. I see another person showing up there talking about the economy today in the book, in the book State of the Economy, the Failure of Healthcare in the U.S., my, my 2018 book for my congressional run. Um, great, great research, a lot of research done on this. So that's the welfare. I mean, England, Great Britain knew that there was a problem, folks. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention that. Thanks, Eric. Um, I mean, the welfare spending in the UK went from, from $60 billion up to hundred in 2001 to $120 billion, even with a new plan that they have in 2022. 2015. I mean, you can't keep going on like that. You can't keep going on like that, folks. You know, and they knew this. You, they knew this back in in, in the 1800s. But yet, they can pay for that in the UK because the comparison of UK of the percentage of employed citizens in the UK. To the U.S., it dropped. Now it dropped in twenty um, in twenty ten. See, it it dropped like by twenty point twenty percentage points the amount of people who were actually working. And, and compared to, to the U.K., the U.K. they never they never went down even in twenty ten. That's how they're paying for their stuff because people are actually working. And again, Japan is another story. Ninety uh, percent of the Japanese citizens are working, whether they're you know, the people that can work are working, as opposed to about sixty percent in our country, which is actually less. That's a, I, I don't have time to go over that. That was in my first chapter of research. So for tonight, the takeaway, folks, there is no free lunch. There's no free lunch. If you want to, 
If you want something, you need to pay for it. To pay for it, you need to be employed. If you're not employed, you're part of the problem. You know, you're part of the problem if you're not employed, folks. If you want anything, universal health care, um, uh, funded benefits or anything, you need to go to work. You need to pay taxes because without tax money, there could be no taxpayer funded subsidies or you need to find another system like we used to do. No free lunch, folks. So we might go over more of this. I missed a lot of good stuff in here, but this is this is so relevant. This was 2018. I wrote this book and it's more relevant now than it was even in 2018. And nothing has changed. The percentages, the figures, some things go down, some things go up. Nothing's changed. By the way, the stock market's crashing. Everybody hasn't seen that. It's going to be interesting. We're not sure. And the Fed wants to go up to six to eight, maybe nine percent. They want to jack the rate up. They can't jack the rate up. You can't keep jacking up the Federal Reserve rate, interest rate. Because there's, no matter how much you jack it up, no matter how much you jack it up, it's not going to help because because we screwed it over during the pandemic. People stopped working. Businesses shut down. We had a whole year with no economy. It can't be fixed. We're in scary times, folks. And that's a topic for another show. And... Eric did mention that this Sunday we do chuck the clocks. We push the clocks forward again. Boy, I hate that one. You know, I really hate that. Yeah, Great Depression. That's actually someone's there. Eric says, and I'm going to back up real quick. He says it seems like they want a 21st century Great Depression. You know, someone actually mentioned that that's the only way to fix this problem because you need a, you need a, a deep, deep recession, which ends up being a depression because in a recession, the workers lose. Workers lose everything with a huge depression uh, recession and ends up in a depression. So it's going to be 100th anniversary of the 20th century depression in six years, he says. Thank you, Eric. But that's the problem. That's what we need. There's no way to fix it short of a huge recession, a huge drop in everything. I mean, we've got to go back to, we got to turn the clocks back. And I'm going to talk about turning the clocks back. And then we're going to, we're going to cut out so people can have, have, a, have a, get their sleep tonight. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to turn the clocks back. We got to we got to go back to you know ten dollars an hour wages being being good salary and houses costing fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, and and everybody's going to hurt. You're going to be on the bread lines. You're going you're going to be you're going to be crawling. You're going to be dying in the streets. And that's what we need. Unfortunately, we we need to to have a to to have a wake up call and to drag that economy right back where where it came from. With that, that's enough topic for another show at this point. So let's go to. Sunday, Sunday, we are going to push the clocks forward, which means that the government's going to steal an hour from us, but they're going to give it back to us in, in, in November. And they keep talking about making that. And don't forget to set your clocks or otherwise you're going to miss the podcast next week and probably miss work, too. But keep in mind that the um, uh, yeah, Arizona, Hawaii don't recognize. It. And there's also in Indiana, part of Indiana doesn't recognize daylight savings time either. Um, I found that out the hard way with driving between two cities in Indiana and the time changed. I mean, I never realized. Anyway. Change your clock, set your clocks back, write your state representatives, write your congressman and tell me we need to change this crap. Change it now, get rid of it because it's stupid. And that with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna close my session down here. Any final comments or suggestions, post them quick because I'm gonna be shutting down the podcast. Bidding you adieu until next Thursday, every Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, same spot on pod being politically incorrect. God bless all of you for coming to the show. It makes my day. It makes my show. Invite your friends. We need more people. We need to get the message out. Be there or be square. That's right, Eric. Everybody have a great weekend and a great week coming up, and we'll see you next week. God bless.
And maybe next week I'll try a different harmonica and can see what it sounds like for you. Maybe get a kick out of that for my openings and closings. Good night. God bless. We'll see you next week.